Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Part two of... How to make money with your podcast, whether it's big, small, medium, general audience, niche audience, super niche audience. By the way, in terms of um, coming up with a podcast topic, and I think we discussed this a little the other day, but you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there that are interview podcasts like, oh, I'll just interview all my favorite heroes, which is my style. A lot of podcasts are like that that started between, let's say, 2010 and 2015. But then it became, there were so many interview podcasts out there, it became important to be a little more niche. And we discussed that a little bit. Uh, but I think be clever. And, and there's also kind of these serialized, even fiction podcasts, like Serial, for instance. Then there are these podcasts where they're heavily, heavily research driven, nonfiction, and they don't come out as often, but they're still great and have, huge audiences, like Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin's been on my podcast and he described how he got started with his Hardcore History. He probably researches for months and reads hundreds of books to do one single podcast. But he's got an enormous audience and he's such a smart guy and he definitely doesn't have a PhD in history or anything. And that was part of his nervousness when he started his podcast. But that's the great thing about podcasting. you It's literally a choose-yourself uh, medium. Like you don't have to be a certified expert. And I would say Dan Carlin probably is one of the best historians on the planet, but you know, who, who cares? He doesn't have a PhD in history. So if I was thinking of starting a, a podcast right now, I would think of really niche, interesting topics or stories to tell. I would play around with the time format. They don't have to be like an hour long. They could be three minutes long. There's even like a podcast about D&D. Like they, they are like people talking about D&D on the podcast or they play D&D on the podcast too. Like you can literally turn your podcast into a game show if you want to. Yeah, or do, you know, here's my favorite books podcast or, right. uh, you know, books I read on the toilet podcast and do yeah. the podcast from the bathroom. That's a bad idea, but that's the, let yourself play with any kind of idea you want. Yeah, like uh, I have an idea about a podcast for myself. Actually, I think of starting, it's called the Meme Podcast. Talk about all the memes that's out there. That's uh, going to be that. fun. Yeah. yeah. Because I know not a lot of people know what it's meme. And some people even call it a meme. It's it's weird. <laughs> but like, but you know, like, meme culture has been around for so long. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting, 
you know, like like topics for even for older people to catch up with the youngster, you know. Yeah, and I, I just saw another podcast. Um, uh, a friend of mine's doing, and now I'm trying to remember the title. But uh, but it was basically each episode analyzes another great song and what makes that song great. And I think that's great. Uh, you know, music is definitely the most popular content on the planet. Like you, you'll never see a comedy routine get. Three billion views on YouTube, but you might see a song get three billion views. So podcasts that analyze the best songs—that's probably a good idea too. But I want to get into continuing our list of how to make money from podcasts on Side Hustle Fridays. On this this past Friday, we talked about ads, sponsorships, affiliate deals, and Patreon, which are all great ways to make money with podcasts. And in particular, I want to point out that there are differences between sponsors. Most people do not talk about or even aware of affiliate deals. I don't know of any other podcast except for mine, really, which does affiliate deals. And Patreon is such a valuable way this past year. I've seen a lot of podcasters literally get rich on, on Patreon, regardless of their audience. Now let's talk about a few more ideas. Jay, when's this one coming out? It's coming out on Monday. Monday. Okay. We're going to just blitz right through these. And then, oh, by the way, on Friday, also on Side Hustle Fridays, when I was talking about ads, we also discussed an entire business model where you could make money off of the ad slash podcast concept without being an advertiser and without having a podcast. So if anything, if you're looking for a side hustle and you don't want to do a podcast, just listen to that one part. And it's a completely different side hustle that I think could be a multi-million dollar business that we briefly cover in that one. So let's dive into this. Uh, I've already got some exciting ideas for next Side Hustle Friday, but let's let's finish this one off because there's other ideas for making money on podcasts. And the first one is merchandise. So I'm right now wearing a shirt that says the James Altucher Show, or I have glasses, you know, like drinking glasses that have the James Altucher Show logo. You know, people suggested I sell, you know, I always talk about how I write down my idea list every single day on waiters pads. And I actually have a waiters pad right in front of me with the James Altucher show logo on it. So that's potential merchandise for me. I've seen all sorts of merchandise, like on for history hyenas, they have uh, t-shirts with reality is just a suggestion. They have t-shirts for Wei Zheng Jing, uh, which <laughs> yeah, is a, a catchphrase that they use. And I suggested to them that they do that shirt and they did it. There was another one for the show In Hot Water. I made a suggestion for a T-shirt. Oh, oh, maybe um, uh, Wuhan uh, Athletics for the University of Wuhan T-shirts. And they, I, I have one of those somewhere. Uh, what are some other ideas? Have you seen some good merchandise on any podcast, Jay? Well, I've seen like, I don't know if this considered merchandise, but I've seen a lot of the podcasts that give out stickers. So like they give out stickers. The smart thing they do is they have the QR code on the sticker as well. So they give out the stickers to their fans and then the fans gonna pass it to their friends. So let's say if I'm trying to reintroduce you to their podcast, I can say, hey, you know, take this card. There's a QR code on there. They can scan the QR code and their friends, even though they haven't listened to the podcast before, they can subscribe to the podcast right away. So merchandise other than, you know, making money, it's also a good way to to promote the, the podcast as well. That's a really good point because you're probably not going to make a million dollars from selling merchandise on your right. podcast, just realistically, even if you have a super popular podcast. But it's a good way to promote ideas and things. So for instance, you know, out of my 25 books that I've written, 
And it's not a bragging thing to say I've written 25 books because maybe 20 of them were God awful. But my my best selling among the 20 books, 25 books, and my favorite is the book Choose Yourself, which which many of the listeners have read. If I were to say I've only written one book, Choose Yourself would be the book I say. That said, I have a book coming out February 23rd of in a few months, and I am super proud of it. I consider it conceptually not quite the sequel of, but a new, an advancement in my thinking on how one can choose yourself as quickly as possible. It's called Skip the Line. I'll talk more about it in a future podcast, but it's about, you know, in today's day and age, finding your passion and no matter what age you are, quickly skipping the line so you could be in the top 1% of your industry, career, passion, whatever. And to be to make money, to monetize uh, a passion, you need to be in the top 1% of it. But everyone always says, oh no, you can't do that. You gotta spend 10,000 hours. You gotta be younger. You gotta have a degree, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I give, so rather than just reminding people that they could choose themselves, I give specific techniques that I've used and hundreds of others have used to literally skip, skip the line, to learn fast, to be creative faster, to monetize faster, and how to think about all of that. It's like a framework for, for doing this. So I'll just say right here, that's merchandise, but you don't have to buy it from me. What would really help me is pre-orders. Cause what happens is the publisher looks at pre-orders, the bookstores look at pre-orders, and then they buy more books. So if you pre-order from bn.com, barnesandnoble.com, or if you pre-order from amazon.com, let me know and I'll figure out some giveaway for anybody who pre-orders and, and you know, is able to show me that they've pre-ordered. You can email me at altature at gmail.com. Pre-order, skip the line, and I'll figure out some way any pre-orders can benefit. But I'm 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 more excited about this book than any other book I've ever written. So skip the line. That's my merch for the day. Boom. <laughs> uh oh, oh, and then and so this sort of goes into the next category, but not quite. Write a book. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so here's the thing. Uh, this is not about skip the line because skip the line is not a book written about my podcast, but you know, uh, a, a year or so ago, I realized, oh, I've interviewed 15 billionaires on my podcast and maybe more now. Uh, Jay, how many, it's probably like 20 billionaires overall. That yeah. I've, Cause in the For past sure. couple of weeks I've interviewed some billionaires, but, um, billionaires have some habits in common. And it's interesting to see, well, what are the habits billionaires have in common? And they also have some habits individually that are all interesting. So I wrote a book, 100% based on my interviews called Think Like a Billionaire. And I published it uh, just exclusively on Scribd. But by the way, Jay, that, exclus that exclusivity is over. So I could put that on Amazon now. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because uh, it, it came out pretty much, I think last year, I'm pretty sure. Like. Yeah, yeah I, at least like in November or yeah. something like that. So yeah, so si it was just a six months exclusivity. Let's put that on Amazon anyway. Let's make it as cheap as possible. But my point is you can take the content of your podcast and it doesn't matter how many listeners you have. Like, let's say you interview, well, I'll just take an example from, from my podcast. Like I've interviewed maybe 30 comedians. I could take all these comedians and write a book called Think Like a Comedian and get the transcripts of the interviews, edit them and write and provide my own commentary and write intros for each one. 
and combine them all together and publish a book. Or even faster, even faster, I can combine all of those podcasts because not everyone has listened to those podcasts. People pick and choose which episodes they listen to. And not everyone's aware of my podcast anyway, but I can make an audiobook. And by the way, audiobooks right now, I believe, I don't know the statistics on this, but I know I make more money now from my older audiobooks than from my my paperbacks and Kindles. Let me just see. Um, audiobook sales statistics. Yeah, and then we talk to a lot of different like publishers as well. Like they they sell like audiobooks done way better than the traditional uh, paperback, right? Right. Well, I'm looking that up right now. So, uh, audiobook trends and statistics. Let's see. See what this says. As usual, my computer is not working for some reason. Oh, it's it's slow. It's a slow connection um, to Goodreads. Oh no, this is not Goodreads. It's Goodreader.com. Very slick for this website. Goodreader makes me. I thought I was going to Goodreads, but it's not. Anyway, it's not showing up. Um, oh, here we go. So, audiobook sales increased by 16% in the U.S. and generated over $1.2 billion in revenue. Wow. Up from $940 million, so an increase of 25%. And by the way, ebooks only made $983 million. So audiobooks are going up. I'm working on an audiobook right now, actually, on a different topic, uh, which is just basically a collection of interviews I'm doing. It's unrelated to the podcast, but a, a collection of interviews I'm doing, I'm working on with uh, Charlemagne the God, who's been on this podcast, and he's a, a, the radio host of the show The Breakfast Club. We're putting together this audiobook. But basically, you could take just a bunch of your interviews on your podcast or, or, or stories you tell on your podcast, combine them together, maybe say some intros and outros, and now you have an audiobook. And, you know, right now I can take, I've done over, how many episodes have we done of this podcast? It's uh, 600. Uh, it's probably 660, close to 700 now. Because of all the Side Hustle Fridays too. We don't yep. count those as episodes. So I could take like, for instance, all the Side Hustle Fridays and just within the next week, because um, I always already do intros of those, I could just combine those into an audiobook upload it to Audible and Amazon, and then I have an audiobook. I probably could take out of this podcast right now, I could probably make 30 different audiobooks. And then it's not such a big leap to take the trans. It's a little harder. Get the transcripts, edit them. You have to edit them pretty heavily, write intros and outros and, and make a book. And you could say, oh, you know, well, you know, is that really writing a book? And what's writing a book? You don't, I don't have to write you know, war and peace. It's, it's, it's information that I know a lot of people haven't heard. I could take the most valuable information. So I'm, I'm curating my own podcast. What's the most valuable components, turning it into a book or an audio book and boom, the per the, and I've talked, spoken before about the benefits of doing a, a book. You know, it's, it's, there's a credibility benefit. You can make money. You could get consulting gigs. You can get speaking gigs. Uh, you could tell people you wrote a book. So, Use your podcast as a platform to repurpose the content and write books. And while we're on the topic of repurposing content, this won't make you as much money, but every podcast you do, take 10 things I learned. Like if you have on Richard Branson on your podcast, 10 things, write an article, 10 things I've learned from Richard Branson, put it on LinkedIn, Medium, Huffington Post, wherever you want to put it on, put it on your Facebook page. And it's just another way to expose people to your content. Article writing might not be you might not monetize, but maybe you've read enough articles that turns into a book. So always think about repurposing content. So that's 
books, videos. Joe Rogan uh, is an, a good example of this. I have not once listened to Joe Rogan's podcast on a podcast platform. Like I've, no, I've never opened up my iPhone, clicked on the podcast app and downloaded a Joe Rogan podcast. That said, I watch quite a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts on YouTube. He posts uh, his podcasts on YouTube and now, of course, uh, Spotify is the full podcast. But the clips, he clips all the time. So you don't have to just post your whole podcast on YouTube. In fact, maybe you shouldn't do that. Take the three or four most important clips and interesting clips from your podcast and put together five to 10 minute or three to 10 minute clips on YouTube, that's often a better way for people to consume your podcast. And it's a way to make use of other platforms to expose people to your podcast, like YouTube or TikTok even, or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. So make videos of your podcast. Now, why is this in a monetization thing as opposed to just marketing or distribution? Well, on YouTube, if a clip is popular, you could put ads on it. So I wish there was one clip I had um, with Mike Rowe, which I did not put ads on because you, you sometimes don't know these things in advance, but I should have put ads on it. It got over something like 700,000 views. And that's, I, I've had other clips that are popular. That's just one that I'm thinking of, but you know, 700,000 views at a $20 CPM, I'm making that up or at a $30 CPM, 700,000 views is $21,000. So videos could be a good way to monetize your podcast. I want to get a little bit back to merch. This is not quite merch, but bringing up Joe Rogan made me think of this. For a while, there was a company called Onnit, started by uh, a friend of mine, Aubrey Marcus. And Aubrey's been on the podcast. He lives in Austin. And Onnit is a nutraceutical company. They sell nootropics and other nutraceuticals. I don't know how to define nutraceuticals. It's like supplements that help you in interesting ways. Anyway, they were advertising on Joe Rogan's podcast and Joe Rogan took an ownership stake in on it. He considers on it his company. So this is a company that's going to sell for a lot of money and Joe Rogan, a podcaster took an ownership stake in it. So you could potentially either take a stake in other companies that you promote on your podcast or start your own company and promote it on your podcast as if it were an advertiser, kind of the way I just promoted my book, skip the line. You could promote your company. That, that's another way that's not even on my list. Now, another topic, consulting. So a lot of times people don't know who you are. Somebody sends their, let's say I'm, I'm starting a business. Let's say I want to start a clothing line and my friends know I want to start a clothing line, but I don't know how to manufacture clothes. I don't know how to do drop shipping or, or warehousing, or I don't know what's important about making a clothing line. Let's say some obscure person has a, a completely obscure podcast that I've never heard of, but has an excellent episode about making their own fashion line. A friend of mine could, could send that to me and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this guy. And I could listen to the podcast and say, oh, wow, I've never thought of these 20 different things about starting a clothing company. So I could then call up the podcaster and say, hey, would, I'll pay you to consult for me. Believe it or not, because of my podcast, people have called me up and paid for me to consult for them, or at least offered to pay for me to consult for them. I don't know if I actually have done any consulting uh, based on this, but that is another way to monetize a podcast is that podcasting gives you a credibility. It gives you a way to express 
your opinions and, and give advice and educate people on topics. And that could often lead to someone who doesn't know you or in someone who you don't know, calling you up and offering to pay you much more money than you would have made from your podcast to consult. So consulting's great. Along those lines is courses. So let's say, you know, let's say I have a podcast about persuasion techniques. So every episode is a different persuasion technique. Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, let's say I talk about, you know, Robert Cialdini, who's been on my podcast in his book, Influence, he talks about the importance of social proof and persuasion. So I can do an entire episode on social proof. And then, and then let's say Scott Adams talks to me about some of the techniques, you know, he wrote a book called win bigly about how Donald Trump used hypnotism techniques to win in 2016. And I could talk about one of those techniques in another episode and on and on. And, and you know, my friend, uh, my friends, Bill Petit and Brendan Lemon wrote the power Bible. I could talk about one of their techniques for persuasion in the power Bible. I could talk about a persuasion technique I, that I mentioned in my next book, skip the line. And there I go again, promoting skip the line called the advice technique and on and on. I could do a podcast. Each episode is a 20 minute podcast about another persuasion technique. Now I can go to Skillshare or teachable or Coursera or, or LinkedIn learning or whatever. And I can create a course about persuasion and I could sell that course about persuasion using ideas from the podcast. So I could repurpose my content into a course that, you know, with a course, let's say you sell a course for a hundred dollars, people could order it 24 hours a day on Coursera and you make money while you sleep. And just every month you see how much money you make. At the end of this podcast, I could say, go to xyz.com and sign up for my email list because I'll expand much more on these ideas on my email list. So for instance, uh, I would say some of the ideas I discuss and, and many more ideas I talked about on my LinkedIn newsletter. So if you go to my LinkedIn page, you could sign up for my newsletter. I don't monetize this newsletter at all, but email. And in fact, I don't even know your email when you sign up for this newsletter, but there are websites like substack.com. You could set up an email list or, or to be more sophisticated, you could use MailChimp and email lists as we discussed in another site, who, who did we, oh, we did that with Jeff Lerner, uh, Jay, or who do we discuss email lists with? Uh, a couple of people. So like, uh, I think it's Jeff Lerner and Anik Singal from learn.com. He also talked about the use of uh, email lists as well. Uh, yeah. And what was, we do have a special URL to get uh, some, is it learn.com slash James? Yeah. But I anyway, you could listen, you know what I would say? Listen yep. to the one with Anik. I think that was just Singal. a week ago. Uh, two weeks ago, I think. Two, two weeks two ago. Weeks ago yep. And that's on how to monetize an email list. And he yes. had some amazing ideas. He kind of blew yep. me away with them that uh, I wanted to do myself. The title is Side Hustle Friday, Online Marketing Done Right with Anik Sengal from learn.com. And the, the link for our listener is www.learnlurn.com backslash autoture. Ah, okay, great. Because with an email list, there's many ways, just like there's many ways to monetize a podcast, we have discussed in a separate side hustle ways to monetize an email list. So you might want to say at the end of every podcast, Hey, to learn more about my ideas or, or check out this week's article on my email list, go to blah, blah, you know, jamesa.substack.com or whatever, and sign up for my email list. Now you convert your audience to your email list 
And as we've discussed in the Side Hustle Fridays a week or so ago, there's many ways you could be. Um, I, well, I'll tell you, even I'm in my business, which is at jamesaltitude.com, I, I write these newsletters, but my free email list, free, it costs you nothing to sign up for it. That makes a couple million a year in revenues because I do the techniques described in the, the Side Hustle Friday podcast we've done about email lists. Now, it's a big challenge for anybody who builds a successful platform, um, whether it's on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or podcasts or LinkedIn, it's always a challenge. Is that audience just your audience on LinkedIn or TikTok? Or what if TikTok gets closed down, which it almost was? It's important to be able to help your audience find you and find your content in other media. So for TikTokers, a big challenge is can I get these people who like my content to also follow me on Instagram? Um, by the way, I don't really have followers on TikTok. I'm just saying in general, if you have a, if you have a big TikTok presence, um, a big challenge is make sure your followers or your, or your readers or your listeners or whatever really like your content and they're willing to, you know, follow you on other media. Uh, like one of my friends is going through this. He got terrified that they were going to shut down TikTok because he's spent thousands of hours building his TikTok audience. And so he's been trying to move them to YouTube or Instagram or whatever. It's the same thing with a podcast. It's always good if you could help people find your ideas on an email list or a YouTube channel or whatever. And as I've mentioned, an email list can be monetizable, as can a YouTube channel. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests? And having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely gonna use him from now. Not on. that you need it. You're you're young and healthy, James. I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at Hims dot com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? Hims.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Jay, right before we started this podcast, you had another idea for monetizing a podcast, and this is kind of from your um, perspective. Oh, oh, and this leads to two ideas. So these are, uh, so the first one is, 
if you do a good podcast, sometimes people will call you and say, hey, can you help me make a podcast? Well, Jay, who is a podcast engineer, he's an audio engineer, video engineer, podcast producer, helps with scheduling, helps with content, helps with repurposing content for other media. Someone like Jay can help others make podcasts and can charge for that. That could be a whole business. Yeah, no, I just, I just want to say I totally agree with you. And also, let's say if you have podcasts, you, I mean, like you have done for a while now. You probably like, even though if you're a host and if you're a one-person podcast, you probably know more about technical stuff than you know a lot of the new people. And right now, there are so many people try to get into podcasts right now. It's like James jokes all the time. If you, if you can travel right now and you landed at JFK, they're probably just gonna hand out podcasts to use anyway. Right, like everyone's doing a podcast, yeah, yeah. but everyone's doing it wrong. We yep. know that for sure because often we're doing it wrong and I've been doing it for just about seven years now. You know, and then the other thing is, and this is how, so Gimlet Media was kind of the first big podcast company and they were making their own original podcasts and selling ads on them. But what was infinitely more profitable for them and ultimately they sold to Spotify for over $200 million. But what was mu much more profitable for them was not making their own original podcast, but brands, like let's say a Coca-Cola, would call them and say, hey, can you do a podcast for us? So I don't know if Coca-Cola was one of their customers, but Coca-Cola could potentially say, hey, we wanna do a podcast about the Coca-Cola or issues important to Coca-Cola. And we have no clue about podcasts. We're in the soft drink business. We're not in the podcast business. So we'll hire, in this case, Gimlet Media, to do a podcast for us and create content for us and we'll distribute it to our network of people that we, you know, maybe they have an email list or they have certainly have a big social media presence. So we'll put out the Coca-Cola podcast on our social media and Coca-Cola will probably pay quite a bit of, they have an infinite marketing budget. Making a podcast for them is relatively cheap. They'll probably pay a lot of money for a production, a podcast production company to make a good podcast for them and have good guests and have good content and and best practices with equipment and everything. Coke doesn't know how to do it. American Express doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, like so like one of the example is uh remember uh, our friend Carl Fassman? Yeah. Yeah, he actually got approached by Under Armour, you know, like the 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 athlete uh where to do a podcast you know, uh, for them. So like, that's how he make money too. Like, uh, we were in LA the other day, like he was, he was talking to me about it. And then, you know, I helped him out with, you know, I gave him advice on, on some of the th other things, but that's like the perfect example that, you know, that, that happened in the industry, in the podcast industry. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, does that mean Cal Fussman is going to be the host of under the Under Armour podcast. It might be, or it might be that he just puts it all together because he's an expert podcaster. He knows best practices mm -hmm. for podcasts. A brand like Under Armour doesn't want to do a shoddy podcast. They need the help. There's only a handful, let's say a couple hundred people who are like, let's say expert at putting together a quality professional podcast and brands certainly will pay up for professionalism. So he might even, Cal Fussman might say, you don't want me to be the host. I'll put it all together for you and even find the host and, and produce the episodes or, or, or Jay, someone like Jay could do that or someone like me could do that. Um, I'm not trying to do that, but that's a valid way to monetize doing a podcast is when people see you're an expert on podcast. Yep. Additionally, there's one more thing. I don't, I'm surprised I didn't put this on the list, but speaking engagements, it's like writing a book. If I write a book on, you know, how to 
double your sales if you're a billion dollar company. Well, billion dollar companies might hire me as a consultant or or if I if I do a podcast about CEO leadership, like my friend Cameron Harold does a podcast that's just about being a COO, a chief operating officer, not a, not a chief executive officer. So he gets a lot of speaking gigs to conferences about how to be a good manager or how to be a good chief operating officer and so on. So speaking gigs, if it's a high-end opportunity, like let's say a conference about that's just for chief operating officers, you could charge between twenty dollars and $50,000 to speak at a conference like that. And well, someone can say, but nobody knows who I am. Well, you have, they do. You, if you do a good podcast about chief operating officers, that's a tiny niche. You might only have a, a hundred downloads or a few hundred downloads. If you're lucky, a thousand downloads, but it establishes you as a credible resource and a valuable resource about being a business leader or a chief operating officer or whatever. You know, all of these things are how to monetize a podcast. Go ahead, Jay. I have a couple. I don't know if you agree with me. That's one thing. It's called the paid private group. So like, let's say if your podcast is about building a podcast, you can create a group, a close group on Facebook. And then, you know, you can invite your listener, say, hey, you know, pay me $5 a month. I can manage the group. And then I make sure like I put some information on the group as well. I don't know if you agree with me that, with me that that would be one. Oh, yeah. Well, well and a great uh, example is uh, we did a side hustle Friday about this with yep. John Lee Dumas and his wife, Kate Erickson. So obviously they have a podcast called entrepreneurs on fire and, but they have a, a community, which is like a thousand dollars or, or $2,000 to join on uh Facebook called uh podcasters paradise. And they've made millions of dollars from that. And you know, they, they, they spend, they give basically uh, if you listen to that side hustle Friday on a four pay community, they uh, describe in detail what best practices of a community are, but the people who listen to your podcast could form a community. Sometimes a community can be formed on Patreon. We discussed that earlier, but sometimes if you don't have a Patreon, a Facebook for pay community, it would be the best result. And again, we discussed that on a side hustle Friday from a couple of weeks ago. I think that was like three weeks ago. Any, any other ways of monetizing a podcast? I think it's just good in general when, when you have a podcast, it, it does establish credibility. It's your show and you'll think of other ways. Like I have a way I was just thinking of that. I want to talk about on next Friday's Side Hustle Friday, but I think there's a lot of things you can do between repurposing content. Let me just, let me just summarize the list again. And, and yep. Jay, if you have any other things to add to this list, I'll, let me just summarize my list. I think I have one, but I think, I don't know if this considered monetizing the show, but this is essentially what Gilman does as well. Like a lot of time they would just create original show. Ultimately, they just want to sell their show. to. Oh yeah, right. You could sell a show yep. too. Or if you have a bunch of shows, you could sell that to a network and they'll pay you in advance. Like Luminary will pay in advance yeah. for a good bunch of podcasts. Um, and if your show is good enough, like they will probably buy it and re or make make it in other format like uh like a TV show or you know or any other show like the the very famous example is uh the show Homecoming it's oh, actually from yeah. Gimlet yeah and they sold to Amazon oh yeah you're you're totally right like like podcasts have been kind of a breeding ground for TV networks to find TV shows yeah. there's probably let me google I didn't even think of that but that's totally true there are many many podcasts 
uh, that have been turned into TV shows. But if they if they had just been pitched flat out as a TV show, there's no way that they would have been pitched. Um, uh, so how many podcasts are TV shows? I'm Googling it. I uh, I know I know Homecoming because I actually work on the season two uh, as an assistant. So this is research from. Uh, oh, this is research from October 2020. Right now it's October 2020. So here's how many podcasts are out there. 1.5 million. Um, and that's not including the ones uh, that are outdated. Uh, there were 34 million episodes total as of October 2020. Is that globally or just US? This is uh, being answered by Apple Podcasts, I believe. So it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, so it's globally. Okay. And uh, here's an article by Fast Company states there's over 525,000 active shows and over 18.5 million episodes. Let's see, 75% of the population is familiar with podcasting, up from 70%. 50% of all U.S. homes are podcast fans. That was in 2017, so it's probably greater now. 155 million people in the U.S. have listened to a podcast 104 million people have listened to a podcast in the last month, which was significantly up from 2019. So it's a trend that's going up. 68 million people in the U.S. listen to podcasts weekly. It's probably even more than that's. I, I don't even know if I listen to podcasts weekly. 16 million people in the U.S. are avid podcast fans. Let's see, it's 50/50 male, female. I guess 12 ages 12 to 34 is 48 percent. Ages 35 to 54 is 32%, and above 55 years old is 20% of podcast listeners. And oh, this is interesting. 19% of listeners increase the speed while they're listening. I increase uh, the speed while listening. I do not. 80% yeah. listen to all or most of each episode, which is interesting. Right. Um, podcast listening on a computer went up, but that's obvious because People of the at home pandemic. Yep. Um, this is about just statistics about podcasts in any case. But right. I want to know how many podcasts. Let me just do one more Google. We might not be able to figure this out, but I know it's quite a few. Yeah, uh, uh, have been turned into TV shows. Here's here's an article: ten popular podcasts that inspired TV shows. This was written in 2019, so the number is presumably greater. So let's just see the list. Lore is a spooky podcast that was picked up by Amazon Video. Dirty John is a true crime, crime podcast that became a Bravo show. Limetown is a fictional podcast which was adapted to Facebook Watch. Comedy Bang Bang inspired a TV series that lasted for five seasons. Homecoming has yep. been adopted to a scripted story podcast has been adopted, uh, and that's why Gimlet Media has been, oh, it's, gosh, it's starring Amy Sedaris, David Schwimmer, Catherine Keener, yeah, Oscar I've, Isaac, and David Cross. Jeez. I've, I've met all of them. Really? I'm, I work on that show as assistant. Oh my God. When did you work on that podcast? Uh, 2016. I think it's the, the first year when I... It's, it's a little bit before the studio closing. Did you work on um, the TV show? No, only the podcast. So like I, I met David Swimmer. He's exactly like how he is in Friends. Mm -hmm. I, I, I shook him with uh, David Cross and I saw Michael Sarah. Oh really? He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah uh, he, is, he, he is exactly Funny guy? He is, yeah, he's pretty funny. He's really funny. Uh, and then one show that we forgot to mention is Star Talk. Oh, yes. Is that a, uh, did that go from TV to podcast or did that go from podcast to TV? Podcast into TV. Adapted the podcast wow. into a talk show on Net Joe. Here, here's another one Dr. Death. 
tells the story of a convicted neurosurgeon and his former patient. That was a podcast that went turned into a TV show. Right. Two Dope Queens is a talk show podcast that became a special HBO series. How come no one's contacted me about uh, turning the James Altucher show into a TV show? Although I do have to say Choose Yourself uh, is a TV show released by Amazon. Uh, okay, and here's they mentioned Serial. Uh, that's become a TV show on HBO. Yeah, and uh, one of your favorite uh, actors is on one of the show that got turned in, got turned from podcast into show. Is the Limetown, uh, Jessica Biel, star in that in that show. Right, and and you mentioned that jokingly because it used to be part of my comedy <laughs> set to talk about Jessica Biel and her. You have an article about her and well. her profound influence on the politics of vaccines. Uh, right. Crime Town is set to be adapted. It's a it's a serial documentary podcast, and it's being adapted into a TV show by who? FX. Um, uh, yeah. All right. That's uh, that's cool. So okay, we covered ads, sponsorships, yep. affiliate deals, Patreon, merchandise, making podcasts for others, books, videos, consulting, courses, redirect to an email list. Four pay podcast, four pay community turning into a TV show. And we talked about speaking gigs on the episode that appeared on Friday with this topic. We actually gave a completely different side hustle, but related to the ads aspect of monetizing a podcast. Yeah, we also talk about the equipment on our podcast as well. Oh yeah, yeah. We gave uh, best practices for equipment and software for podcasting, and we talked about why to do a podcast a little bit. I've covered that in other places, but we talked right. to, gave a couple of reasons about the pleasures of doing a podcast and you know best practices for developing one and it was like a dozen different methods for monetizing one including ones that were new to me but familiar to Jay yep. and uh once again I'm going to use this to promote my uh, content which is pre-order skip the line I do sincerely think it is the best book I've ever written it's probably my final book in the self betterment narrative nonfiction space. I call it narrative nonfiction because I talk about a lot about my story plus the stories of other people, including many guests that have been on this podcast. But Skip the Line, it's about how to basically find a new passion at any age and quickly skip the line to be in the top 1% of that field or passion so you could make money from it. And a lot of people will say, when you switch passions, people will say, oh, you can't do that. You can't, it's a blah, 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 10,000 hour rule or pay your dues. Well, I say BS to all that. So I write about all of my techniques and skip the line. Please, please. It's such, not only I do, I really think it will, is a good, helpful book, but it will, it pre-orders apparently help me a lot, help my publishers a lot, help bookstores a lot, know which books they should stock. So pre-order it at amazon.com or bn.com. Send me some proof somehow that you've pre-ordered it at altature at gmail.com. And I promise you, I will figure out some extra bonus to, to give to people who have pre-ordered Skip the Line. Uh, this is the first time I'm kind of promoting it. So you might hear this from me again, but uh, uh, the, the sooner you, you pre-order, the, the better. And so meaning send me the information and I'll keep it, you know, separate each month from people who pre-order the next month. And um, thank you so much for listening to this. And Jay, thank you so much for your advice because you you have a lot of experience in, in podcasting and putting together podcasts as well. And a hint on 
next week's Side Hustle Fridays is that I have one particular idea. Like a lot of times on these Side Hustle Fridays, everybody listening can do the idea and it all comes down to how you execute, which might be the same for this next idea. I'll have to think about it a little bit more. But right now I'm thinking of a very specific idea, which I think could make millions and millions of dollars. And I want to talk about it next Friday. So another thing that would be great for both Jay and me is if you go to iTunes, leave a review under the James Altucher show, subscribe to the James Altucher show because the iTunes algorithm, which everyone looks at, has nothing to do with the number of downloads. It has very little to do with the number of downloads, but it weights heavily the number of new subscriptions and, and reviews. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this. I cannot even express how grateful I am for everyone. Send me mail at altature at gmail.com or tweet questions to me on Twitter and be happy to answer those questions. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening to this two-part Side Hustle Friday episode. And thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is actually my my debut on a podcast in America. Really? No, you've yeah. you've you've said things before on prior podcasts, but yeah, but like this is like the full like I actually sit sit right here and actually have my voice in a podcast for more than five minutes. So Jay, what's your what's your Twitter? What's your how can people follow you? Uh, so like people can follow me on Twitter. It's J J Y underscore Y O W zero seven. That's J-A-Y underscore Y-O-W-0-7. You can follow Jay. Ask him any questions about yep. podcasting before it gets to his head and he starts charging. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and also like on, 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 on Instagram, it's the same handle as well. So like you can, the same handle you can find me on uh, Twitter and, you know, and Instagram. And also like if you are not listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave the review on Stitcher or any podcast platform that you used to listen to. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Stitcher, uh, iTunes, whatever. Uh, uh, I love iHeartRadio, I Spotify, Amazon. We're on Amazon Podcast, right? Yep. We are on Amazon Podcast. But the reviews are critical on iTunes and subscriptions critical on iTunes. Yep. All right, everybody. And Jay, thank you so much. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.